Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. Welcome in to another episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host for the evening, Matthew Betts, joined as always by my good friend, Matt Okada. Okada, how are you doing this evening? Um, Swimmingly, Betts. Swimmingly. swimmingly. I, I like that a lot. Um, last time we recorded, I was in a moving car traveling down to Pennsylvania for a wedding, so hopefully my audio is a little bit more clear this time. I apologize <laughs> to our listeners. But the dog was in the backseat. My fiance was driving, which shout out to her. She's amazing for letting me record for an hour on our nine-hour road trip. Um, so hopefully tonight goes a little bit more smoothly than last time. And if you missed that episode, go back and check it out. We had Andy Holloway of the Fantasy Footballers on with us to talk breakouts and busts for 2019. And tonight, Okada, I'll tell you what, man. We are spoiled because we've had some fantastic guests. We have another one on tonight with us. We do. I feel like not, you know... Listen, verify doesn't mean everything, okay? But I don't think we've had an unverified Twitter handle on our guest list for the past two months. Uh, we got Ryan McDowell. How you, how's it going over there, Ryan? It's going well, going well. I'm uh, glad to be with you guys tonight and talk a little dynasty. Um, yeah, and I, I just got back from a trip as well, so trying to get back in the routine. Sounds like Betts knows what that's like. Absolutely. And actually this week, uh, my fiance is still down in, in Pennsylvania and in Maryland with family. So I'm solo for the week, uh, just having a bachelor week. And so what better way to fill my time than with a new episode of the Red Shirts pod? Um, Ryan, thanks so much for joining us tonight. And, you know, just for our listeners who may not know uh, what you do or kind of where your work is found, go ahead and just kind of tell us what you've got going on and where our listeners can find you. Uh, sure. Most of my work is uh, over at Dynasty League Football. Um been with those guys for over seven years now. So that's uh, basically where I got my start and, and, uh, and have been with us with them ever since, um, since kind of getting started in the industry, I've also done some work for Roto world and continue to do that. Uh, same thing with four for four and, uh, just, just quite a few other sites also have a couple podcasts going dynasty blueprint with Matt Williamson and the DLF dynasty podcast, uh, with Dan Myler and Matt Price also. So try to stay pretty busy, um, pretty active on Twitter, uh, as you guys kind of alluded to. Uh, and you can follow me there at RyanMC23. Yeah, and I think a couple of podcasts is probably putting it lightly. I know you probably have tamed them down a little bit, but you've been everywhere, man. And um, I know you're one of my favorite followers and resources for Dynasty content. And I would suggest that our listeners all make Ryan one of their go-tos as well. Uh, for all things Dynasty. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into the meat of tonight's episode. There hasn't been any news or injury updates, so we're just going to skip that segment, but we're going to go ahead and get into a Dynasty startup mock draft. Woo! Let's go. Yay! So nothing gets nothing gets the juices flowing like a Dynasty startup draft. I know that this time of year, um, you know, it's kind of the dead period, and this is a great way to to fill that void. Um, if you're in as many leagues as I'm sure Ryan, myself, and Okada are in, uh, mock drafting is a good way to 
fill in that void and um, and scratch that itch, so to say. So uh, tonight we're going to go ahead and do that. We're using Sleeper as the platform for this. It's a 12-team PPR uh, draft. We are not doing Superflex, so single quarterback. And before the show started recording, Okada was kind enough to go ahead and randomize our draft selection spots. So for me, I'll be drafting from the four spot. Okada is at eight, and Ryan is at nine. Trash. Um, we'll <laughs> trash. <laughs> trash that you're at eight. Yes. Whoever was in charge of this number generation needs to be fired. I do not like this spot. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna put you to the test here, Okada. Drafting <laughs> from a spot that you don't like to go in, and you and Ryan are gonna be duking it out back and forth uh, for sniping each other while I just sit back and watch. So that'll be fun for me, of course. Um, but without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and get into it here. Um, we're going to go ahead and start the draft right now. So the first three picks going off the board, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, no surprise there. That seems to be kind of what you see in just about every draft out there in terms of dynasty startup one way or another. Um, I'm on the clock right now with the fourth pick, and there's a couple guys that I'm eyeing here. It's between Christian McCaffrey for me and DeAndre Hopkins, who's my top-ranked wide receiver. Um I'm going to go ahead and take Christian McCaffrey here and kind of keep that running back train going. I think that's probably the the norm, you know, in today's dynasty startup. One of those top tier running backs is just so hard to replace. Uh, after that went DeAndre Hopkins, of course, Odell Beckham, and Devontae Adams. Matt Okada, you are on the clock. All right. Um, I got a I got a couple running back options in Melvin Gordon, Joe Mixon, also Gurley and David Johnson. If I wanted to go that way. Uh, but honestly, I'd much rather go receiver here for a number of reasons. The number one of which is that Juju Smith-Schuster is still on the board. And he is as high as you can possibly be for wide receivers in my dynasty rankings, pretty much. I think he might be my actually be my number one. Uh, so I'm going to take him here and uh, enjoy it thoroughly. All right, guys. Well, it was it was fun joining you tonight. I'm gonna have to go ahead and and, uh, and get off here. Okada, you know what you just uh, did, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I knew it was coming. Uh, the the sniping yeah, has begun already. Yeah, definitely love. Whoopsies. Yeah, not not intentional at all. Um, definitely love the value of Juju uh, at, at that in the back half of the first round. And yeah, Okada, I, I agree with you. He's he's closer to. Uh, I don't he's probably not my wide receiver one right now but he's he's pretty close um anyway with with Juju gone I'm I'm still sticking with the wide receiver position and I will take Michael Thomas here all right and then following that up here we've got um a big run before before Ryan's back on the clock Melvin Gordon Mike Evans Julio Jones round out the first round which um I think that's kind of surprising for Julio going going that high uh, Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, and Dalvin Cook. Ryan, back to you after your Michael Thomas selection. All right, this one's a little bit easier for me, uh, especially with a couple of those those guys going. I, I love to see those uh, running backs with some injury questions going at, at this point before I pick. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm not gonna let Okada steal another one of my guys. I lost Juju, so I'm taking Amari Cooper here. We've heard a little bit about him in the news recently, just as far as uh, potentially getting a new contract. And of course that's, that's led him to uh, talking up his expectations for 2000 yards and things like that, which is, which is pretty, uh, pretty crazy, but he's certainly the go-to option there in Dallas. And I think we, we saw a real difference between his performance 
with the Cowboys last year and, and what he had done with the Raiders the, the previous year and a half. So I, I think things are looking up for Amari for sure. That's definitely solid. Uh, I'm faced with a tough decision here. There's a couple really good running backs, and I don't really want to head out of the first two rounds without one. I'm also tempted to take the first tight end because, as everyone who knows me knows, I want to have a top-end tight end. But I don't feel like I want to go that route. And I'm not blown away by any of these receivers that I'm looking at, so I'm actually going to take Nick Chubb, who is better in dynasty in my opinion even than redraft i think he's going to have the lock on the job for most of this year and i don't expect cream hunt to be around i don't think that he'll have to be splitting time with him after this year although they can keep hunt for another year very cheap i think chubb's going to be a dominant running back one for the next several years so i'm happy about that right after Chubb went David Johnson, which was another guy I'm considering because I think he's going to re-break out, as we talked about. And then Le'Veon Bell, who I think the opposite of. And then Antonio Brown. Look at that. The two former Steelers back-to-back. Whoever this is drafting Antonio, not afraid of the switch to Oakland and the age. Betts, it's back to you. Yeah, absolutely. And for my pick here, I'm looking at a couple of guys. You already mentioned the tight ends. I'm looking at Travis Kelsey for sure. I'm also looking at uh, Keenan Allen, who... Um, I think is locked and loaded as a a player who can get you, you know, a thousand hands down and tons of receptions and in a PPR format that's nice. But I want that top tier tight end for sure. I think it just is such a difference maker um, in your lineup. And so I went here with Travis Kelsey and that followed up with Keenan Allen, who I was looking at, Stephon Diggs, James Conner, George Kittle, the tight end two off the board at the three oh one. Carry on Johnson and our first quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, at the 303. So, guys, now that we're through two rounds here, I'm just going to pause the board for a second. Um, anything stand out to you guys as far as a player maybe going higher than you would have thought or maybe a little bit later than you would have thought? I think for me, it goes back to those former Steelers you mentioned. I think both of those guys are uh, so polarizing in Dynasty right now because uh, we're just we're just accustomed to seeing them at the top of their at the top of their position, both in value and in, in production. And with, with the changes that both of them are looking at this year, obviously uh, have, have taken a step down in situation and, and we'll have to see how that, how that translates to their, uh, their on-field production. And, but I, I think even if they're able to come close to matching what they did in Pittsburgh, I think both Bell and Brown are, are in for a, a continued, value decline just due to their age and and uh and kind of that perception around the the dynasty community yeah i definitely agree with all of that the one of the other things that stands out to me is that i don't hate the eight spot as much as i thought i did with (laughs) the way that these running backs go off early you can still get i mean juju falling to eight for me i think is probably not too typical necessarily i think he usually go a little higher than that but it's not out of the realm of possibility at all but the way that those running backs go in the first four really kicks elite wide receivers down to the spot, so I don't hate that. Also interesting to see, I think for me, on Johnson going early in the third round ahead of guys like Sony Michelle, Leonard Fournette, Mac Geis. I think that that tells you a lot about the injury fear. For almost all those guys I just named have injury concerns and on does not. So even though he might not be in the best situation of those guys or even be the best talent of a few of them, he's going up here with his healthy legs 
Yeah, and Okada, just to speak to that, I mean, he he did end the year last year uh, on injured reserve with True. that knee injury, and he struggled to stay healthy at Auburn. So I wouldn't necessarily say that he's got the cleanest bill of health. Mm. Am I concerned about carry on short term? No, definitely not. Um, but you know, it is a, it is a factor. Um, I just think the hype with carry on is definitely starting to build. Uh, when you look at, you know other players going around him here it is definitely surprising because that is a huge jump in his his draft position there relative to where he was last year obviously as a rookie so yeah unfortunately I think this is the norm I think if you want carry on you're going to have to pay up in round three or if you're lucky round four all right let's go ahead and get right back into uh getting the draft board going again um I am back on the clock here I'm looking at a couple of wide receivers, namely Kenny Galladay and Brandon Cooks. And I'm going to go ahead and take Cooks here because of the age and because of how productive he's been. Yes, Kenny Galladay is still a good player for sure, and he's the one in that offense. But it's such a low-volume passing offense now that um, the coaching staff has changed last season with Matt Patricia. I'm just going to go ahead and take the proven thing in Brandon Cooks, who year after year, puts up a thousand yard seasons like it's his job which you could argue it is in the nfl um and so matt okada you are back on the clock after kenny galladay adam thielen and aj green are off the board yeah i didn't really hear too much of what you just said bets because i was busy celebrating uh internally that zach Ertz <laughs> fell all the way to me here uh at three eight and there are a lot of really good wide receivers and running backs still on the board who would be absolute staples for your dynasty team, but I'm hardly even considering them because I really want one of these top three. There's one other tight end I'm pretty confident in, but he's much less of a sure thing. So I'm going to grab the sure thing in Zacherts and have a elite tight end for at least the next few years. Yeah, I've, I've actually talked about Ertz quite a bit recently on on a couple of my podcasts. I, I like the value here for him, uh, especially considering uh, he went. Uh, what I guess uh, almost a full round later than Kelsey, but also just see some I see some major regression coming from our, for Ertz. I think last year was kind of best case scenario for him to put up the numbers he did, and uh, the, the moves that the Eagles have made tell us that uh, that that's going to end up being a career year for him, and and that also means this is his peak in in dynasty value. So um, don't mind drafting him for sure. in in a startup like this and in, in that third or, or even fourth round range, if he falls that far, but, um, as far as an established league, he would be a guy I would be looking to, uh, to sell. Uh, so with this pick, I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm also celebrating because after going wide receiver, wide receiver with Thomas and Cooper, I had a major need at running back and I'm going to take Josh Jacobs, the rookie from the Oakland Raiders. Um, obviously a little bit of an unknown taking a rookie at that point, but in most years we see the, the top rookies go in that mid second round range. So we see a little bit of a, a value drop uh, for the rookie class in general. And then um, Okada, you mentioned some of the other running backs that were uh, that were available in this range. They've, they've got questions for sure. So uh, at this point, Comparing Jacobs to Fournette, um, Max, Sony Michelle, he's the one I actually feel the safest with. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Ryan, he's going right now in this draft as, let's see, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. RB15 in the draft here. Is that about right for where you have him as far as rankings, or is that a value for you? Um, He'd probably be a little bit higher than that. He's closer to... 
to carry on and Connor, some of those guys, um, and, and obviously some some wiggle room both ways. Uh, once we see, you know, how he's used in that offense, and uh, and obviously just how he performs. Yeah, for sure. And you know, with that last pick there, went Robert Woods, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack, who. Ooh, I know Okada would have taken mm. if he was there in the fourth round. Uh, Sony Michelle, T.Y. Hilton, and now Ryan, you are back on the clock. All right, I'm going back to the wide receiver position, and I'm going to take D.J. Moore. Uh, a lot of people expecting a breakout season from him, or, or I guess maybe a continued breakout season after that impressive uh, rookie season a year ago. And um, I, I don't think there's there's been some Curtis Samuel hype lately, which I get. I'm on board with that too, but I think it's pretty safe that Moore is the wide receiver one in that offense. Um, interesting. Okay, so all of the running backs I would have considered drafting with this pick went in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks. Four of them: Aaron Jones, Fournette, Michelle, and Mack. Um, so I'm definitely pivoting to wide receiver here because I there's a ton of wide receivers I like and almost no running backs I like. And the wealth of wide receivers is making it hard to choose. But I'm gonna go with the guy that I feel like will make bets the most upset and take Mike Don't Williams. Don't do it. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. Whoopsies! <laughs> I literally was like just hovering <laughs> over him, getting ready to hit draft because I thought you were going to go with Cooper Cup. Um, yeah, I can't I argue with that pick. I was considering it. I know you were. Uh, I was definitely hoping Mike Williams would follow me there. We've talked a lot about him on this podcast and how I expect him to make an even bigger jump forward in his dynasty value come next offseason. But, you know, the last few picks there, you went Mike Williams, Andrew Luck, the second quarterback off the board. Darius Geis, and then your boy, Cooper Cup, mm. which puts me back on the clock here. And like you said, uh, I'm not really looking at running back. I think that there's a lot of other options I'd prefer at the wide receiver position first. I already have my tight end and Travis Kelsey. Um, so a guy that I'm looking at here is actually Chris Godwin. I think he's a guy that I'm buying into the hype for this offseason. We've heard about it you know, time and time again, how they expect him to have 100 catches and, and all that good stuff. When you look at his age and how productive he was last year as like the fourth option in that offense, now he gets Bruce Arians, who's been able to use multiple wide receivers very well as a head coach. Uh, I like Godwin there a lot. So I'll take him as my wide receiver too. The next pick off the board is Corey Davis, followed by David Montgomery, Baker Mayfield, Calvin Ridley, who I was also looking at, Allen Robinson, Devonta Freeman, and that puts me back on the clock. Um, just looking at my roster construction right now, I've got uh, one running back in Christian McCaffrey. Travis Kelsey is my tight end, and I have two wide receivers. Um, at this point, I'm still just taking best player available. And for me, that still is at the wide receiver position. I'm going to go ahead and take a guy that I think is also prime for an even bigger breakout year this year, and that is Tyler Lockett. We saw what he did last year. I don't know that it's quite as efficient. Actually, I'll say it's definitely not as efficient this year, <laughs> but the impossible. volume should be there enough to make him a mid-range uh, wide receiver two, and I'll take him there as my wide receiver three. Yeah, that's a really good pick. I think Tyler Lockett's underrated in Dynasty, which is surprising considering how good his year was last year. Um, okay, I was considering a, a running back that just went, Derrick Henry. Also, Philip Lindsay and Evan Ingram just went, which doesn't affect me from a tight end standpoint, so that's nice. Um, there's a few running backs that are interesting, but I feel like I can probably get them coming back. So I'm going to look at the wide receivers. There's one name that stands out to me. And I'm just going to make sure there's no one else that I'd rather have. I don't want to say who it is in case 
I'm, Mr. I'm McDowell ready. wants to steal I'm him. Ready to take him. No, no, no. All right, I'm going to take him. <laughs> it's going to be Tyler Boyd. I'm practicing what I preach with this uh, this draft right now. Mike Williams and Tyler Boyd, back-to-back two of my favorite young wide receivers. Uh, I said on, what, a couple pods ago that Tyler Boyd will be a wide receiver one by this time next year. So I'm happy about that. All right, Ryan, that puts you back on the clock here right after the Tyler Boyd pick. Yeah, then I'm going to kind of echo what um, what Okada said on his, I think on the on the last pick that there's very few running backs I like. There's several wide receivers I like, uh, and that actually pushes me to to take one of the uh, one of the running backs. Normally, I would uh, I would rank some of these wide receivers higher, but due to the uh, I guess the positional scarcity that we're seeing, I'm going to grab another rookie running back that I like quite a bit, which is Miles Sanders. Okada, is that who you were looking at at the last pick? Perhaps. Perhaps not. It's hard <laughs> to say no. Honestly, I, I, I saw him briefly and then kept going because I just like the receiver value too much. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we are through five rounds now of this startup. Let's go ahead and run through for our listeners just so they have a, a better understanding of who is on everyone's team. Uh, Okada, go ahead and kick us off, and then Ryan, go ahead and go after that. Uh, so we got Juju, Nick Chubb. Zach Ertz, Mike Williams, and Tyler Boyd in that order. Wow, this receiver core is going to be probably the best in the league for five years, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, I started with Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper, uh, then grabbed Josh Jacobs, DJ Moore, and Miles Sanders. So relying on a couple of rookie running backs, which I like to do in a startup draft. Yeah, they definitely seem to be... Uh, much cheaper, unless their name is Saquon Barkley in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I started off with running back with Christian McCaffrey, tight end Travis Kelsey, and then three wide receivers, Brandon Cooks, Chris Godwin, and Tyler Lockett. Um, Ryan, you are back up on the clock here in the sixth round after Deshaun Watson, Nikhil Harry, O.J. Howard, Tariq Cohen, Jarvis Landry, and Rashad Penny come off the board. Yeah, looking at the uh, looking at the board, looking at the best available, this would definitely be a spot I would be looking to trade down. Uh, if it were an actual startup draft, but I've got to make a pick here and I'm just going to shoot for upside, which is what I try to do with, with most of my early picks. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Obviously we all, all know the story there. And uh, as far as his, his past and, and kind of what's going on now. And really it's just a wait and see game as far as what the, uh, what the consequences are going to be, but um, trying to separate those, those two things a little bit which which is is tough sometimes to do but um i think hill is is a major value in dynasty leagues right now both in startups and in existing leagues yeah the there was half a piece of news today which we didn't cover but it wasn't really news it was news about news which is that tyree kill (laughs) is expected to maybe get his suspension handed down next month and he's meeting with the league in the very near future uh, about that so we'll see what happens nothing really to report because it's just reporting about reporting uh, but definitely a good pick there because he might miss six or eight games but then he'll, he'll be back um wow this is rough all right I'm, I'm gonna do something i wouldn't normally do i'm gonna take damien williams who i do not really like in dynasty but few things here one i needed a running back because i haven't taken one in several rounds he's my rb2 Two, I've been leaning more and more towards this concept that in Dynasty, you basically want to play with a running back for one or two years. Overall, Dynasty is like a three, four-year window. You kind of want to be looking out. 
with running back, things are changing so constantly. I just want to ride Damian Williams for this year, and then something else will pop up. A Damian Williams off waiver wires will pop up for next year, and I'll be, be able to slide him into this spot. So I'm okay taking the potential short-term option with Damian here and having a really solid core for this year. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense there. And, uh, you know, like you said, Okada, it definitely makes more sense for us to be playing this game for especially running backs short term. Um, So I don't mind that pick there, especially if you're going for the win in year one. After your Williams pick, it went Mark Ingram, Aaron Rodgers, Alshon Jeffrey. And that put me back up on the clock there. I went ahead and selected Kenyon Drake. I needed a second running back. And with this being a PPR format, um, Drake is a, a great pass catcher. Hopefully with Adam Gase, Okada's favorite head coach, out of town, um, they can utilize him a little bit more and and use his skill set more. So I'm going to go ahead and take Drake there, who I like a lot this year. After that pick, it went Cortland Sutton, Carson Wentz, Sammy Watkins, Kareem Hunt, Tevin Coleman, and Will Fuller. Puts me back up on the clock here. And there's a couple of guys that I'm looking at uh, at the wide receiver position. One guy that we talked about with Andy actually last week, and that is Dante Pettis, who I'm going to go ahead and take here in the seventh round. Um, George Kittle, yes, he's going to get his, but I think Dante Pettis will solidify himself as that wide receiver one in the offense, and I'm very comfortable with him as my wide receiver four on my roster here. Um, after that went David Njoku, Royce Freeman, and Christian Kirk. Okada, you are back up on the clock. I'm very upset because I wanted to take Royce Freeman here as a balance with my Damian Williams pick, a guy who maybe is best in another year from now or so, but I think he actually will have a good year this year. Um, now I have no idea what I'm doing, so that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's great. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm looking at a couple running backs here. Both of them, again, are short-term options, and I would rather have had a developmental guy a little bit who I could pair with Damian Williams, but you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go full in, win the championship this year. <laughs> so I just have to pick between two guys... I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take James White. In a PPR league, James White is so undervalued, and his contract is coming up decently soon with the Patriots. But if I had to guess, I would probably guess that they would re-up it and take him for another couple years, and that's another 70 catches a year for me from James White. And in a PPR league, that's RB two. He's gonna be an RB two almost every year in a PPR league until he retires potentially. Uh, he potentially, or especially is going to have longevity compared to other running backs too. So I, I kind of like sneaking him in here. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think James White's probably one of my favorite RB threes to have on my roster because it doesn't, maybe it doesn't feel great when you plug him in your starting lineup, but you know exactly what you're going to get. And he's the perfect guy to fill in on bye weeks or to be your running back too. And you don't have to pay that price for him there. Um, so Ryan, that puts you back up on the clock. Who is your next selection? I think it's time to go ahead and grab a tight end. We've seen um, David Njoku just went off a few picks earlier, and I actually prefer uh, this guy to Njoku. So I'm going to take Hunter Henry. Uh, Of course, missed uh, almost the entire season last year, came back in the playoffs. Uh, But I think just uh, another guy just primed for a breakout. And and like I said, shooting for upside with some uh, some of these picks. That is a killer value. That, I was going to say that that's big time because that's tight end seven off the yeah. board. And I know I've got him higher than that in my yeah, dynasty rankings for sure. So I love that pick. All right. So after that Hunter Henry pick there, it went Chris Carson, Russell Wilson, Robbie Anderson, Jared Goff, Marquise Hollywood Brown in the eighth round, followed by another rookie 
wide receiver in Paris Campbell. That puts Ryan back up on the clock here in the eighth round. Yeah, this is uh, this is a tough spot. Um, lots of guys that are all kind of, um, I don't know, in the same tier, I guess you could say. A lot of them being, being young guys, being rookies. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with another running back and probably reaching here a little bit, but, um, we, we've heard a lot about this guy and, and his upside lately, uh, his, his, uh, potential situation with Todd Gurley out. I'm going to take Daryl Henderson. Yeah, I don't hate that. I actually considered it with my last pick because he would have been that compliment to Damian Williams. I just I have more confidence in Gurley than the average bear or ram, so I didn't do it, but I think that's a really solid pick. Um, Bets, I'll give you one guess at who I'm going to pick right here, and I bet you can get it. Yeah, it's Kyler Murray. It is Kyler Cole Murray. I figured out his <laughs> middle name. Listen, oh, good. I'm going to be the first guy to take a quarterback. There are two or three quarterbacks left in a tier, the next tier, before it drops down to another tier. But And I could have waited for those and been plenty happy. But I would much rather take Kyler Murray, who I think is going to be right near that top tier, right out the gate. You all know how I feel about Kyler Murray. And he's going to be my quarterback. I, I couldn't resist. You know? What, what am I going to do? I almost, uh, I almost tried to get you back for the juju pick earlier. I, oh. I, I was debating between Henderson and Kyler Murray. <laughs> uh, I, I am a late-round quarterback guy, so I just... I couldn't pull the trigger, uh, but I, I really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I think if this was a betting game, I would have bet the house that Okada was going <laughs> to take him earlier than anyone else and definitely in the eighth round here. So, uh, Okada, that is your selection. And for all of our listeners who missed last week's episode, uh, Okada made a great announcement that his debut article for the site, RichardsFantasyFootball.com, is up and active, telling you all why Kyler Murray, without any bias, is <laughs> the quarterback of the future here. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. After Kyler Murray, it went DK Metcalf. Man, we've got a uh, run here of rookies. Uh, yeah, I'll take it, Betts. I'll take it. You you figure out your pick because you're on the clock. Uh, Metcalf, Ebron at tight end. Jameis Winston at quarterback, who was one of the guys I was considering in that next tier. Lamar Miller, so a nice veteran running back. I like that pick. Anthony Miller, back-to-back Millers. Miller time. Uh, AJ Brown, Kiki Kuti, Marvin <laughs> Jones, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. That's tight end nine, I believe. So that's that's decent. And then Michael Gallup. And now Betts is on the clock. So lots of young wide receivers just went. What are you feeling, Betts? Yep. I'm going to go ahead and take another wide receiver here. And this guy is the opposite of young. He is quite old, actually. Um, that's Julian Edelman um, in the ninth Ooh. round. Definitely fine sacrificing youth for about two years of solid PPR production from Edelman. So he's my wide receiver six. I feel super confident uh, about that with my wide receiver core. Yeah, that's a really solid pick. Um, I'm definitely looking wide receiver here. So I'm I'm flicking back and forth seeing what we got. What on earth? Brandon Marshall is on this draft list. No, thank you. <laughs> Hey, you never know. He could, he could unretire. I'm I'm stuck between two guys. One is a potential breakout, I feel. We've talked about him a little bit on the podcast. And the other guy is a rookie that I really like. Ooh, and then there's another... Okay, you know what? I'm going to take the third guy that I wasn't even checking out. This guy's gotten a lot of hype recently. It's built up seemingly out of nowhere. I think it might be partially Matt Harmon's fault. There's a, several other people who are really on board. It's Curtis Samuel. 
I'm going to grab me Curtis Samuel, who I think can easily be the target leader on that team. I actually like him a little better than DJ Moore, who went a long time ago to, to Mr. McDowell. Uh, but I think Curtis Samuel is going to be a really solid PPR guy for my team and has a lot of upside. All right. You, you made it easy on me. I'm I'm going to uh, keep things going with this rookie running back thing. I've, I've got Jacob Sanders, Henderson. Uh, I almost, along with Kyler Murray, last last round. The other guy I really considered was Damian Harris. This is another player I've been uh, talking about quite a bit on uh, on my podcast. I think he's better than Sonny Michelle. I think he's going to win that job, and that's kind of even taking the injury issues out. I just think he's a better player. Yeah, that was actually a that was a long distance snipe on me because I was kind of hoping he was going to come back. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, oh, Okada, I want to get your. Th- I want to get your thoughts on that. So, Ryan, you think Damian Harris is just going to win the job outright in camp, regardless of how the health of, of Michelle affects things. Okada, you're the Patriots guy. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't think he's going to win the job, but I think he's being massively undervalued right now. I think he'll get work throughout the season, probably. Uh, I think they'll probably use them a little bit back and forth. I think Sony Michelle will get the majority of the work. But I think it's also a really good chance Damien gets goal line work. And he's actually also a little bit of a better pass catcher than Michelle, at least from what we saw from Michelle last year in the NFL. Um, so he may get a little bit more of that, whatever James White doesn't obviously soak up. So I think he's he has a lot of potential. And if Sony Michelle's injury does become a problem, Damien Harris is going to absolutely rock it up in value. So it's a really solid later round pick. Yeah, this past weekend I had my home league rookie draft, and I'm sitting there at 204 watching Damian Harris just sit there staring me in the face. I'm like, come on, don't pick him. Don't pick him. And, of course, the guy at 203, what does he do? Takes Damian Harris, uh, uh, causing me to throw things across the room. So uh, I don't hate that pick at all, Ryan. I think that's a very sneaky value here in the ninth round. You are back up on the clock in the tenth round. All right. It feels like I, it feels like I just grabbed uh, Hunter Henry. Uh but that's, that's been two or three rounds now. Um, I'm going to go back to the tight end spot again. Kind of the theme of my draft, uh, shooting for upside and building around young players, as, as I almost always do. Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard here. Uh, I think he is um, – I'm not sure even what tight end he came off here in, in this uh, – in our mock here, but I, I think he has the potential to be a, a top five or six tight end. Uh, and, and we'll just kind of see what happens with Zach Ertz, but I, I think that's where the talent is with Goddard. My mouse was literally on the Dallas Goddard draft button waiting for you to make your pick so that I could make mine <laughs> almost as a, a funny mini handcuff to Ertz, but not really. I just think that whether it's whether it's one of them moving on or them running two tight ends or Ertz just getting old, I think Goddard's going to absolutely have top-tier value within a couple years. So that's a really good long-term tight end pick. Um, I had a backup plan, so I'm not too upset. I'm going to scroll down the wide receiver board to get one of my favorite breakout candidates, Mr. Geronimo Allison of the Green Bay Packers, who I think is the locked and loaded wide receiver two in that offense, despite what these silly reports about MVS uh, are saying. He's my guy there, so I'm going to take him to shore up my wide receiver depth. After me went Debo Samuel, who was the other guy I was debating taking right there. And then Miko Hardman in the 10th round, which is interesting. Uh, well, I imagine that price will continue to drop as we continue to get more Tyreek Hill news unless we see something huge with Tyreek. And then Dak Prescott, who's probably like the 15th quarterback at this point. And now it's to Betts. How are you feeling, Betts? 
Uh, not great because I really wanted <laughs> Dak Prescott to fall to me, and of course he goes one pick before. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take the last guy, I think, from the running back position that I truly feel confident putting in my lineup as a flex or an RB2. And that's this season, it's Latavius Murray. Am I a big fan of his talent? No, absolutely not. I think Okada is probably a better running back, but <laughs> the opportunity is fantastic there in New Orleans, who they just churn out fantasy points to the running back position. So I'll go ahead and take Murray there as a, a nice uh, backup player and a flex spot. And after that went Lamar Jackson, Jordan Howard, Jimmy G, Matt Breda, Kirk Cousins, and Devin Singletary, which puts me back up on the clock here. Um, I am definitely in need of a, a quarterback, but I feel like there's so many other guys here that I don't really want to reach for. So I'm going to go ahead and skip that. Um, I'm going to go back to the wide receiver position here and take a guy who I think people are kind of sleeping on a little bit. Um, and he had some hype last year, and that's Deshaun Hamilton, a guy who... Uh, can definitely be productive in the slot there. It pretty much is him and uh, Cortland Sutton, and now no offense. So it's it's pretty predictable as to how things are going to shake out as far as the opportunities there. So I'll go ahead and take Hamilton, which puts Okada back up on the clock. Uh, yeah, that's really solid. Um, someone was trying to trade Betts and I for our share of Deshaun Hamilton in the Dynasty Nerds Writers League that I we co-own a team in, and we said, no, go away. We want our nation. <laughs> we'll Hamilton. He'll never have this. Uh, yeah, so that's. I think that's a solid pick. Um, after that, when Golden Tate, Naheem Hines, and apparently a guy who believes Rob Gronkowski is going to come out of retirement in the eleventh round, so that might be a little bit of a sleeper snafu. Um, yeah, that will never happen <laughs> in real in real drafts. Just but I am very happy here because my whole want to get a developer running back strategy that I was looking at a few guys several rounds ago has finally panned out with a guy I'm really excited about getting here, which is Justice Hill in the 11th round. I'm jumping on the running back, uh, rookie running back hype train that Ryan has been conducting for the past eight rounds. Um, and getting me a share of Justice Hill, who I think is going to make an immediate impact, actually, but also could have a really, really strong future in that offense with Mark Ingram being obviously a veteran on the latter half of his career, Lamar Jackson being young, and that team going the direction that it's going from an offensive perspective. Yeah, I, I like the Justice Hill pick. It shouldn't be a surprise at this point that I was definitely uh, looking at him as as a possible option. Um, yeah, Betts, I agree with you. I, I don't have a quarterback yet either. As I said earlier, I'm normally uh, normally waiting on that position. I think they're probably coming off the board faster than they do in in most dynasty drafts that I uh, that I monitor or that I participate in. So um, that that makes for a tough situation or a tough spot. Um, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'm just going to continue with this rookie theme. It's, it's, I'm, I'm probably taking it a little too far at this point, but as I said, quarterbacks are going, <laughs> quarterbacks are going earlier than I'm, uh, than I'm used to. I'm not going to have my hand forced there. I'm going to go with Andy Isabella, uh, the rookie wide receiver from the Cardinals. That is a great pick. Um, Okay, right after Andy Isabella went, Trey Burton, Jay Ajayi, Duke Johnson, Austin Eckler, Sam Darnold, and Austin Hooper. Two tight ends there. Back to Ryan. While Ryan thinks, I have a question for you, Betts. Actually, right, I don't know if I want to ask this question. It might give him ideas. But what are your feelings on Donta Foreman's injury situation? They're better than they were last year, that's for sure. Um, the first season back from the Achilles is always... Um, 
it's always a lost season. I'll say that for the running back position. Research supports that across the board. It doesn't get better uh, too much in future seasons, but most of the research out there looking at these injuries comes with middle. I, I say this as middle aged. I'm sorry for everyone out there that's <laughs> not that age. Middle aged running back life, I'll say, and beyond. Um, so for those players, you know, the the following seasons are also brutal. But younger players seem to at least have a chance. So honestly, it's this season or never for Dante Foreman coming back from that Achilles. All right. Well, Ryan took Josh Allen, which is honestly a great quarterback value in my oh, opinion. He was who I was looking at here. Yeah, I think that's a really solid pick. Yeah, after all my uh, discussion on that last pick about waiting on quarterback, uh, we saw Sam Darnold come off the board. And uh, looking at who's available, I felt like I had had to finally pull the trigger. Lots of veterans that obviously I'd feel comfortable in my lineup having, but I think I can wait on those guys. Yeah, that's a really good, really, really valuable pick. Um, well, I asked for a reason, Betts. I'm going to take Foreman here. Uh it's, there's a good chance he washes out completely, obviously, and never really becomes what he could have, and I don't get anything out of him. But in the 12th round, I don't necessarily mind that potential outcome when the other outcome is that he absolutely explodes this year, takes over the starting running back job without even anything happening to Lamar Miller, and is the RB1 for a great offense for several years to come. So I really like that as a potential kind of deeper option here in the 12th round. Uh, after yeah. me went Ito Smith, J.J. Arcega, Whiteside. Ooh, I wonder if Betts was considering that. And Chris Herndon in the 12th round. 12-9 is to you, Betts. I was considering Arcega, Whiteside. Mm, Don't get it true, wrong. True, right? Sorry. Um, yeah, I think I can get one of these one of these quarterbacks here that I'm looking at at the next pick. So I'm going to skip the quarterback for now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep going here with my wide receivers and keep building some depth. I'm going to go ahead and take... Uh, an upside pick here in Akeem Butler. Um, Ryan just took Andy Isabella. I still love Akeem Butler's talent there, and hopefully he can kind of latch on as the wide receiver one in that offense. Um, and in the 12th round, definitely willing to take a shot. My strategy paid off here because no quarterbacks went before my next pick. We had Vance McDonald, Traquan Smith, Deion Lewis, John Brown, Chris Thompson, Jared Cook, and that leaves me here to take my pick of the veteran quarterbacks. I'll go ahead and take... Uh, Philip Rivers because I at least know what I'm getting out of him. He's got a few years left. I'm fine to take him there and then get, kind of get a rookie later in my draft um, or a, another veteran backup and then address the quarterback position at a later date. Um. Wow, this is rough. There is a wealth of terrible running backs on the board, none of which tickle my fancy at all. <laughs> and the running backs are entering dart throw range, which... Yeah, which makes me consider the tight end position. Now, I have Zach Ertz, which means I'm locked for excellent production in the next couple years. But it also kind of makes me consider taking a young guy who could potentially slide in for Ertz once he kind of falls off from a fantasy perspective. There's a couple guys that pique my interest. One of them has, neither of them has a really solid quarterback situation. But I think one of them has a chance for his quarterback situation to turn around sooner, sooner if I could speak sooner. English. And that's Mike Gesicki, who did absolutely nothing last year as a rookie, but was a highly touted prospect with obscene athletic ability coming out of the draft. Um, entered a system where he was not used at all. Quarterback situation was bad. Quarterback situation is still bad. 
But in my opinion, either Josh Rosen is going to develop into a functional quarterback or the Dolphins are going to get a excellent young QB in the 2020 draft. So I'm going to go ahead and take Kosicki and hope that he develops into what I think he could be within a couple years when I need him uh, when Ertz is gone. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, That's a great pick. I was actually hoping he might fall to me in the next round, so I like that a lot. Uh, Ryan, you are back up on the clock. All right, I'm going uh, going back to the running back position. This is actually not a guy I uh, not a guy I love, honestly, but uh, I do I do like the situation. I've got some concerns about Dalvin Cook and his ability to stay healthy, so I'm going to take Alexander Madison, yet another rookie, yet another rookie running back. Wow, how many is this? One, all two, them. three, all four, rookie running five. backs. All your running backs. That's right. Incredible. <laughs> That's a that's an interesting strategy there, Ryan. Is, you said that's a kind of a target for you, right? Well, I mean, only because I think, like, like they have been, I think in this draft, I think they're often undervalued. So, yeah. um, and we see a lot of times. Uh, Okada kind of mentioned it before. Looking at the uh, looking at the quarterback position uh, in in a short term lens, and that's that's what I do. Or the uh, running back position. I'm sorry, uh, in a short term lens and. If I draft four or five rookies, and uh, if if th- you know if they even give me two years of production, I'm I'm happy with that, and then uh, keep churning that position. Yeah, absolutely. Akata, you are back up on the clock. I am. Um, there's a couple, a couple dart tish throw wide receivers here. I don't know if they're dart throws. They're kind of the the entirety of the wide receiver board right now is guys who could have a almost lead role they're on offenses where things are strange uh and so i'm looking i'm looking at all of them and trying to decide which one i like the most and i think i'm gonna go with the never breakout king Devonte parker yes <laughs> i'm fooling myself again into <laughs> Devonte parker listen this might be the final year <laughs> although i think we've probably said that before but with Adam Gase out of town, we've talked about this already and what that might do. He hated Devontae Parker, apparently sat him like making up injuries and things like that. Who knows? His agent hated Adam Gase. So with him out of town and the complete lack of wide receiver one uh, certainty in that system, I'm going to I'm going to say that Parker maybe finally grabs that number one spot and show flashes the talent that he was drafted to have. So it's, it's we're in the 14th round. Why not? Uh, after me went LaShawn McCoy, Mark Andrews, who was the tight end I was considering with Gasicki last round, and Jalen Samuels, and it's back to bets. Yeah, Mark Andrews was the guy I was hoping he would he would fall to me here. Um, I'm going to keep going with the wide receiver position. I'm just going to go ahead, and if this was a real draft, I would just take a backup tight end much later and then again figure it out in later seasons. So I'll take Zay Jones here, who I think is going to be the wide receiver one for Josh Allen. Um, hopefully... Allen can build on his passing from last season and maybe dial back the rushing a little bit, hopefully, <laughs> for, for Zay Jones. Um, but, you know, he's still so young, and we saw him at least take a step forward last year. So I'll take a shot on him here in the 14th round. All right, fellas. That's it. 14 rounds of Dynasty Startup goodness. Um, of course, in a real startup, we would be going much, much longer. Um, but for the sake of time and for the sake of... You know, just trying to keep these two players that we can actually give some good analysis on. We kept it to 14 rounds. Um, fellas, let's go ahead and run down our rosters here. Okada, kick us off. Who All is right. your squad? 
All right, let's see what we got here. Um, I'm going to go by position instead of by round. So at quarterback, you know what it is. I got Kyler Murray, you know, the number five to one, somewhere in that range for the next 10 years, let's be honest. Quarterback, oh uh, you can go check out my article on RetrosFantasyFootball.com if you don't believe me. And you will believe me shortly after reading it. No, but I really do love him, so I was happy to get him where I did. Running back position, um, it's interesting. We'll say that for me. It's, I got Nick Chubb, so that's locked down, solid RB1. Then I went with Damian Williams, which was a kind of unique pick for me. James White, which I think gives me a great floor if Damian Williams is a problem within a year or two. Uh, and then Justice Hill, Donta Foreman later in the draft on my bench not too many running backs honestly um which may be one point of weakness but if either hill or foreman breaks out and i think one of them probably will i think i've got plenty of stability at that position and a lot of upside and then the wide receiver position is where i'm feeling strongest i got juju smith schuster mike williams out the gate tyler boyd and curtis samuel which are currently sitting in flex positions and then Geronimo Allison on my bench, which feels great because I'd be happy to flex him almost any week. And Devontae Parker as a late-round shot. Really love that. And then at tight end, I've got Zach Ertz. So can't. there's two guys I would have been happier about in the entire draft. So I feel good about that. And a backup of Mike Gesicki for when Ertz starts to tail off. I think Gesicki has a great shot at being a, uh, a top half tight end one within a couple years. So I'm feeling real solid. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely like your squad here. Um, Ryan, let's, let's say we pick on Okada here a little bit because oh, that's always fun yeah, to do. We can do that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Give me one pick of his that you are not a big fan of, and then we'll be nice to Okada. Give me one pick of his that you love. Uh, let's see. Well, um, I, I like I, I like a lot of his, um, I guess, his death guys quite a bit. I just think uh, if you're looking at ADP or, or looking at some of the other players that were available, um, I, I don't love the value. So James White, Geronimo Allison, both of those guys are, are players I want on my roster. Uh, I agree that that they're even potentially going to be low end starters. I mean, we are we already saw that from James White, honestly. Uh, so those those are guys I want. I just think probably went a little bit earlier than I'm comfortable with. And as far as picks, I love. Obviously, Juju. That that goes without being said. Mm. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I like the Kyler, Kyler Murray pick. Um, I don't know, Okada. I Let's think you, maybe you felt like you were reaching there, but I don't think it was a reach, especially... Um, I mean, I, I just mentioned looking at ADP, and I think knowing the value of, of these players is important, but you also have to know... You know, you have to read the room. And if, if quarterbacks are going off the board earlier than, uh, than you might have expected, you've got to change your draft strategy a little bit. Um, I'd rather have Murray than Goff. So once Goff is off the board, it's, you know, it's wide open to grab Kyler. I wish our listeners could see the video right now, because when you were talking about liking Okada's pick of Kyler Murray, his grin was ear to ear and (laughs) smiling so happily. Oh, I love Kyler (laughs) so much. Uh, Ryan, go ahead and give us your roster here from the Dynasty Mock. All right. Um, a quarterback, I, uh, I'm going to actually say Ben Roethlisberger first. I think he'll be my starter uh, most weeks, even though I drafted him second. Uh, also have Josh Allen there. Uh, at running back, we, we spent uh, quite a bit of time <laughs> talking about the, uh, the rookie situation here. Five running backs, all rookies. 
Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, uh, Daryl Henderson, Damian Harris, and Alexander Madison. Uh, at this point, not expecting you, you can't expect all five of those guys to really hit. But I think if if two hit big, I'm in I'm in a great situation with those guys. Uh, and then wide receiver uh, like Okada, that's where I feel uh, strongest. Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper to start. DJ Moore uh, as as some upside depth there, and then Tyreek Hill. Really, in some ways, my entire team kind of hinges on on him. If he's if he's playing this year, uh, even half of the year, then my team's probably going to be in good shape. Uh, if I have to wait a year for him, or or if he's just out of the league, then uh, obviously that'll be a wasted pick, and and I'll have to recover from that. Uh, and then also grabbed Andy Isabella later. Tight end, love that. Love my tight end situation with Hunter Henry and Dallas Goddard. Yeah, absolutely. Your your wide receiver core, man. If if Tyreek plays, if you had Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, and Tyreek Hill as your three starting wide receivers, I would be playing for twenty twenty <laughs> uh, because there would be no shot for the rest of us here. Um, Okada, we'll do the same thing we did for your roster here. Give me a couple guys that uh, you like a lot for the draft picks, and maybe one that you are not quite as big as fan of. Yeah, so. By far for me, my favorite pick is Hunter Henry at the 709. Uh, the tight end situation in general for Ryan is incredible. Henry Goddard combo is probably the best. Uh, I mean, the Ertz Gasicki combo is pretty good, if I'm being honest. But <laughs> totally other, than, other than that, <laughs> the Henry Goddard combo is great. And getting Henry in the seventh is absolutely insane, in my opinion. I, if I had known I could have done that, I would not have taken Ertz at the 308. And you know how much I like to get one of those big three. But for me, Henry belongs right after the Howard Ingram tier or those picks. And he went a full two rounds later almost than those guys. So that was killer. Really great pick. But I think the one that, that is the least uh, exciting for me is probably going to be DJ Moore. I picked Curtis Samuel in the ninth round. And I mentioned when I did that, I think he might actually be the better fantasy player uh, than DJ Moore. And, Moore went one, two, three, four, five, six rounds earlier, almost exactly, uh, to Ryan's squad. So I think he's going to be decent. I think he'll be maybe low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. But I don't think he's going to blow up into the wide receiver one that a lot of people really expected him to be when he was coming out of the draft. So that would be my eh pick. Eh. <laughs> 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 Uh, you two are gonna have to to do a little friendly wager of some sort on uh on these two DJ Moore mm. and Curtis Samuel for the 2019 season. Um, I'll go ahead and, and just rattle off my roster here, and then you guys can tell me how amazing my draft was. <laughs> uh, I have one quarterback in this in this exercise here. It's Philip Rivers. I went with a veteran. I have the running back position locked up with Christian McCaffrey, Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller, uh, Latavius Murray. At the wide receiver position, I feel really strong about Brandon Cooks, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Dante Pettis, Julian Edelman, Deshaun Hamilton, and Hakeem Butler. Uh, oh, and Zay Jones. I uh, can't forget him. And at tight end, I have got the tight end one in most people's dynasty rankings in Travis Kelsey. I think looking at this roster, I feel pretty confident in the fact that um, – I have a lot of guys that I would feel really confident as my either RB2 or my wide receiver three. So it gives me flexibility week to week. Um, and in a PPR format, I've got some good values that I'm pretty excited about. Your roster is interestingly uh, aged, Bets. I feel like. You think it's old? 
Um, I don't know. He seems like he got a good number of veterans on there. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely do. I think I think Edelman and Latavius Murray and Lamar Miller definitely bring the ages up for me. But <laughs> yeah. I definitely still have tons of depth with youth in Christian McCaffrey and Chris Godwin and Brandon Cooks, Tyler Lockett. So maybe it's not as old as, as I thought at first. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm not even necessarily saying it's a bad thing. In fact, if you ask me to pick your my favorite and least favorite picks, which I'm just going to assume you are doing. Go ahead. Edelman, Edelman would probably be in the consideration for me for my favorite pick. I've talked before on this podcast. In fact, I argue with uh, Dynasty Rich uh, about Edelman versus Landry. I think he's going to be extremely, extremely productive this year. And for an, another couple years, I think he'll be an 80-catch guy in this offense. The, the Patriots don't re-sign guys for a couple years if they if there's even a chance that they're going to fall off a cliff. Um, we've seen that with Brady, if nothing else, and there's been plenty else. So I think him and Brady are going to be great for an, at least another couple years, and I think this year especially he's going to be pushing wide receiver one territory. So I love that pick. Um, picks I don't love? I don't know if I have one. Yeah, Ryan. I'm not surprised because I've I've got such a great <laughs> roster. <laughs> I, I really like the wide receiver group that uh, that Bet's built here with uh, with Cooks and then some of the the guys we expect to break out: Godwin, Lockett, Dante Pettis, uh, and then and then Edelman as what as I guess the fifth wide receiver you drafted. Really, he's probably your wide receiver too, though. So that's uh, I agree with that. I like that value. Uh, running back at first glance is, is pretty ugly. Um, some guys that we we traditionally <laughs> don't <try>. like uh, <laughs> with, you know, outside outside of McCaffrey. Uh, you went Drake, Lamar Miller, and Latavius Murray. But again, going back to that, that discussion about kind of a short-term window for running back, it makes you feel a little bit better about all three of those players. Uh, I guess if I'm picking one that uh, that I like the least it would be Drake only because I think you took him over uh, over a few players that I would have preferred including running backs uh, Tevin Coleman Kareem Hunt went soon after him yeah fair enough I think if this was a real roster I'd be definitely looking at the 2020 class and using my first round pick on a running back to help Give me a little bit more depth, but that is a conversation for another time. Okada, you got one more thing for us? Yeah, I want to put Ryan on the spot really quick since a lot of this was specifically directed towards this draft, and we want to get some of your overall wisdom to our listeners. So I have two questions for you out of the blue here. Number one, draft target in startups. It could be one of the guys you got, a player, your number one. And that's as far as value, of course. Obviously, it's not your number one pick. And number one dynasty tip overall, if you can pick one. Sure. Um, it, it, it really doesn't feel like much of a value, but in, in every league I'm in, I'm, I'm targeting Juju. Uh, he's, he's my favorite player. It's going to cost you a first-round pick and, and potentially an early first-round pick, or it's going to cost you a lot in trade in an established league. But, uh, but I'm trying. I'm trying to get him. Um, yeah, really quick. If, if you're sitting at like the 110, 111, and he falls to the 17, 18, is that a situation where you're trying to trade up and grab him? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I mean, to me, I think it's pretty standard to see the four running backs come off the board uh, as they did here in, in our mock draft with Barkley, Kamara, Elliott, and, and McCaffrey. Uh, then after that, 
you know, you're going to see him soon. So um, I, I yep. think most of the time we'll see Hopkins go uh, go next or, or at least go before uh, Juju. But once Hopkins is gone, like I said, that's that's kind of the green light to try to move up and go grab him. Uh, 100% agree. As far as the dynasty tip, to me, it's just all about value. Um, I mean, I've been I've been collecting dynasty ADP every single month since um, January of 2013. So running running mock drafts every month for DLF and and I think if whether you're a, a new dynasty player or or you know an, an established player with uh, that, that's been playing for years, I think you've got to understand the value, uh, the market value of these players, and that's not just not just when it comes to ADP and, and startup value, but understanding the trade value and things like that. Yeah, that's a great call. I think that's a really critical kind of overall fantasy piece of knowledge is using ADP and being aware of what's going to happen in your draft, even specifically your draft, if you know the people in your league, just knowing where guys are going to go and where the value then will end up is so, I think it's even more valuable usually than rankings, but being able to use those in tandem where you can say, this is a guy that I know that the analysts I trust really like. But I also know he's going to go two or three rounds later, maybe than I would that they would be willing to draft him, and that gives you a great idea of where you can grab value. So I think that's a huge, awesome tip. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. Thanks so much again, man. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day uh, to sit down and talk with us and and do a little dynasty startup mock. Um, I know that I, I had a ton of fun. Hopefully, you did too, Okada. I know you did because anytime you get to draft Kyler Murray, oh. you are Whew. on cloud nine. <laughs> so Ryan. One more time before uh, we shut this thing down, tell our listeners where they can find you and hit us with your Twitter handle one more time. Sure, you can find most of my work at DynastyLeagueFootball.com and follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Yes, everyone, go follow Ryan. Go check out all of the work that he is doing, all of his podcasts as well. Uh, Ryan, thanks again, man. Okada, hit us with your Twitter handle. At Matt Okada, although I might soon change it to at Kyler Murray Lover. <laughs> Oh, man. And I am at the Fantasy PT. Follow us on Twitter as well at RedShirtsFFPod. Before we shut this thing down, just want to remind you all that we are brought to you by our friends at Trophy Smack. If you are a fantasy football commissioner or champion, it is time to level up your smack talk with an awesome trophy, ring, or belt. Head on over to TrophySmack.com and use the promo code RedShirts to get a free ring with the purchase of any trophy or ring. Again, that is code RedShirts for any free ring with the purchase of a trophy uh, or belt so head head on over check those guys out um follow us on twitter and until next time wear the red shirts thanks for tuning in to this episode of the red shirts fantasy football podcast hit us up on twitter at red shirts ff pod and check out our website red shirts fantasy football.com